Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we uh, we get into our fearless beer review, then we get into our vinyl pickups that leads into our songs of the week, and then we finish up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler. Way out there. Hundreds of miles away. Way out there. Nathan is Jeff. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Uh, do all that stuff. We have a phone number you can call. Leave us, a, leave us a voicemail. Send us a text. The phone number is 503-893-5307. Get into that. Uh, tell us what you want to hear. You know, maybe we'll we'll do it. Like this week, where we took we took a uh, a suggestion from a fan of ours. So mm-hmm. there you go. We listen. We actually listen. So get into that now, Jeff. Let's um let's stop with the intros and let's get right into our fearless beer review. What do you got? I picked this up today. Okay. Okay. You heard? I heard. I, um, I didn't realize exactly what it was, but I, uh, I read it real quick, and it's called Fog Zombie. And I guess I like it's it. it's some um, collab between Beer Zombies from Vegas and then another brewery in like Connecticut, which I thought was kind of weird. Mm, but weird. I picked it up because it was like 10%, and it's a triple dry hop, triple... IPA, but I didn't. I didn't see Oof. that it's a, it's a hazy. Still so triple. <laughs> yeah. Fuck man, buckle I, up, I, man. I got it just because it's <laughs> gonna be so intense and ten percent. So like you know, it's just gonna be a mouthful of. It's just gonna be everything. gross. Like it's yeah. It's, it's not gonna be good. Like straight up, it's not gonna be good. I mean that that's probably why they're. It's probably gonna be very fruity. They're they're trying. They're gonna try and mask a lot of the alcohol taste, a lot of the hops with some. I don't know, probably some fucking grapefruit or. Orange or some shit. <laughs> I'm pretty much over hazies at this point. Hazies are so good. No, nah, they, they're they're so, so they're so one dimensional. They're so boring. <laughs> they're so delicious. I there's love like them. there's like no complexity whatsoever. And at some point, you just realize you're drinking like juice. <laughs> but it's good, right? Yeah. I mean, it's fine. why you drink Celsius. It's why you drink Celsius. It's fine. All right. I I, I mean, I don't even think. Any sort of citrus or fruit flavor can mask the intensity of a triple because it's it's too much, man. It's just not going to happen. I guess we'll <sighs> say. All right, so you got a triple hazy. I uh, I also got a hazy. I picked this up because uh, looks it's like a tiki. It's a tiki themed uh, beer. It comes from the brewery uh, Hopworks Urban Brewery up in Portland, Oregon. Oregon, yes, Oregon. Um, <laughs> this is called Fer- uh, Ferocious Citrus IPA. It's a blood orange IPA, I guess. And I th- I think I've had something from this brewery, but I just, I can't, I don't remember. But I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm excited. I, I hope it's uh, fruity and, you know, I like the tiki. I really like it's, the tiki. I'm all about the tiki stuff. It's going to be fruity. Ah, but hopefully a good fruity. So, you ready to... Oh, shit, I haven't poured mine yet. I mean, open mine. I mean, poured it. Well, I you mean, gotta hurry up. Because I'm just it. about done pouring. 
So mine was canned on, for all those, you know, true beer yeds out there, uh, mine was canned on July 20th, 2021. So it's about a month old, um, you know, pretty much expired in, for Mike's standards. So he, Mike would never even touch this with a 10-foot pole because it's a month old. There's, but no, there's no stamp on mine. On the bottom? Nothing? No. Oof. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, for for yeah. what it's worth, for ten percent, for ten and a half percent, this was only five dollars. And I feel <laughs> like that's pretty cheap. That is very cheap for a beer with that high of an alcohol content. Where'd you get yeah. it from? This the uh, there's a gas station by our house that we go to that has a, a f- damn good beer selection. We'll go when you guys come out. But okay. um, we don't go to the liquor store anymore because we yelled at last time we went for there. what. You know, I went. We went out with with it was me, Sloan, and Palmer, and mm. we was out drinking at the arcade, and that's usually the stop that we go to. We get some chips or something or whatever, and then we'll walk home because mm-hmm. it's it's like a forty minute walk. But usually we grab like a little sixer and just drink it on the way. But I guess yeah. Palmer was in the back. I guess he was barfing, and oh I was inside, God. just like in the alley. Oh, okay. Not in the store. No, just like yeah, in the alley, in the bushes. I don't know. But I'm just I'm in the store talking to Renee, seeing if she wants anything before we head home. And then all of a sudden, like the the guy starts yelling at me, and I kind of <laughs> like get, I kind of like chuckle because I thought he was talking to somebody else. I was like, oh, somebody's in trouble. And he's like, hey, you. And I was like, like you know, I turned my left to the right and I realized nobody was there. So you talking to me? He said, yeah, you. Where's your friend? I said, what friend, dude? So your fat friend. I was like, bro, oh, shit. you're also fat, dude, so relax. And then, oh, my God. And he's like, where is he? He said, I don't know. He's probably outside. He's like, y'all need to leave. I said, what? What's going on here? So then I go outside, and then Sloan's standing there, and he starts yelling at Sloan, and they just turned into this big thing, and he kept calling Palmer fat, and he was fatter than Palmer, and it just he was getting super fuck? hyper-aggressive, and it was really, it was really funny. <laughs> that seemed like it just went from zero to 100 yeah. instantly. <laughs> Just the whole time in I, a bush? I, that's the only thing we can think of. That Unless, is so like, Sloan stole something or something. But that's the only thing I can think of is is because there's probably cameras in the back. Mm-hmm. So I, that's the only thing I can think of is he got mad that Palmer was barfing in a bush. And then and then me pointing out that he is also fat and he's calling somebody <laughs> else's fat. And that was, I do like you, that you called him out on it. Because he was joking. <laughs> I, thought was, I thought this was all a jada we're getting had. It sounds like it. I mean, considering how ridiculous it all is. Yeah. So, so you ended up not getting beer from the store. Mm-mm. I had to leave. <laughs> a fucking dumb shit. Yeah. So that was that was that was fun. But so we go to this other place, and this other place is better anyway. It's closer, and that place has always been negative. They've always been mean. The whole family's been just negative, negative all the time. But we used to only go there because they had a they had like the only liquor store in Gilbert. But now we found this gas station closer to our house. That has uh, better stuff. And they got taps. Like, we can bring growlers in. They fill it up. Oh, no shit. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. That's yeah. really cool. Yep. So there's All that. Right. So there's that. So that's where you got it from, the gas yeah. station. <laughs> yep. Five bucks. Seems cheap. <sighs> but we'll see. Okay. So you got yours poured? Yeah. I'm all poured up. Ready to go. Okay. Let's do this. Okay. Come. <laughs> okay. Oh. So, what do you think of your what do you think of your triple haze? Well, so let, let me let, let me let me start with this first. We we're gonna we're gonna rate the, our beers with our 
award-winning uh, three-point rating system where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink, one is a bad beer, but you should give it a shot, and zero is a drain pour. What do you give your uh, your triple haze? I almost barfed. I really did. <laughs> this is Take fucking disgusting. This, no, I'm done. This is it. I'm going to give it to Slom. <laughs> He'll drink it. Oh, he's going to think this, it's so good. You know he this is This is fucking disgusting. It just tastes like... <laughs> it tastes like... Like rag water. Ew. Ew, it, t- <laughs> Dude, it, it tastes like you, if you got a bar mat that like people have been spilling drinks on all day mm-hmm. at like a TGI Fridays and then <laughs> dumped all that water into like a glass and then added some oh. hops and some like orange flavor to it. And that's what this beer tastes like. Wow. That is that is the mo- one of the grossest descriptions of a drink I've ever I've ever heard. That's disgusting. Ew, it just tastes, it tastes almost like moldy. Maybe it is. Maybe it's just super old and mix that with like the high alcohol. It, yeah, that's, it, that's I don't know sweet. what it is, but it's, yeah, it, it it just tastes like skunky. It just tastes, oh, that's All fucking right. nasty. So what are you going to, what are you going to rate it? Uh, I give it a zero. <laughs> I mean, I would give it a one if if you should try it one time, but why would you want to try this? Yeah, it sounds disgusting. It's terrible. I knew you were gonna hate it. I knew it. Totally yeah, this this might be good. This could turn me off from hazies now, and I could be away well, from hazies finally. Hazies don't taste like rag water, you know, bar rag water. Hazies are just are just trash. Dude. They're not good. I no, actually, they're not. They're not. They're not bad. They're just. There's. I. I need. I need something more if I'm gonna be splurge on like. Okay. A higher end beer. Did uh, did Raul leave a review for you? On he yours? did not. There's only three reviews on Beer Advocate. What's uh, what's the average rating? Is it like low or what? No, was, I, I didn't. I don't remember what it was on Beer Advocate, but on Untapped it was pretty high. I think it was over four. Oh, what the fuck? That's stupid. But I think like I don't think anybody would ever order this. Yeah, it's four point one eight out of fifteen hundred check-ins. Like I don't think anybody would ever order a triple a triple dry hop triple IPA at ten and a half percent unless you like that style. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So I I think like I'm me not even really liking the style. I'm probably bringing the the average down. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You okay. Know, what do you got for your backies? Oh, I've I've already I've already got a seltzer opened. It's an apricot so. seltzer, Maha organic. So you know it's good wow. for you. Oh yeah, definitely good for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my um Damn. my ferocious, my ferocious IPA. This one's, it's not the greatest uh, hazy. I've definitely had a lot better, uh, but it's drinkable. It's very drinkable actually. Um, I don't know how often I'd go back to this. I'd get like a normal West Coast IPA, maybe a, a Pilsy, maybe a Loggy, um, before I got this again. But it's still pretty good. So I'm gonna have to, I'll give it a solid two. Solid two out of three for me. On uh, on this ferocious IPA, but it's kind of bland, especially for this style. So whatever, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> it's it's, um, it's a, a bland hazy is like really bland. Then <laughs> no hazies aren't bland. I don't know what you're talking about. They they completely are. They completely are not. But boring. Our uh, our boy Raul has not. He did not review this this beer, which I'm surprised about because he tends to do a lot of the hazies. So. I don't know, whatever. Nothing from Raul this week for either of us. 
But uh, yeah, my backies, I got some buddies, some Budweiser's. So that's my usually my go-to for my backies. Can't go wrong with that. So Dude, that <clears throat> that beer like put me in a funk. Like I I can't even think straight. Chug a Celsi and you'll be good. Oh, and so, of course, Sloan texts me and said it's delicious. Oh, of course. I yep. mean, how can he not find any, Abs- anything yeah, absolutely. delicious or amazing? He's repugnant and disgusting. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. I guess this kind of leads into the vinyl part, but he texted me a couple days ago of his, his mail hall of all the soundtracks. He's like, I got these like five soundtracks for like $200. And I said, oh, is the music even good? And he's like, I don't know. I haven't listened to him. Oh. And it's just like, oh, it's like the Chucky 2 soundtrack, the one of the Friday the 13th soundtracks. Dude, it's just like Creepshow, I think, or Creepshow 2, not even the first one. The you you to need that. to tell him. You need to tell him, dude, I don't <laughs> care. Stop texting me these. Because he thinks that uh. you, you, you guys like go back and forth and stuff. And then it just gives him ammunition. <laughs> He was excited about his A Day to Remember record, though. He was very excited about that. Yeah, the one that I found for him, that I ordered, that I contacted, that I tracked. And then when I got it, I was like, hey, your record came today. He said, oh, do you, can you listen to it and make sure it doesn't skip or anything? Like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would he <laughs> make you do that? Ass idiot. Oh, my God. He's, on, he's out of his mind. Yeah, so I've, wow. I've banned all all record talk with him. I said I don't talk about records with you at all. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, he's gonna be so excited when we go out there next month. I have a record shop with him. I think since the last time you came out. No, because didn't we not take him? No, we did take him. No, we didn't take him with us. And he got what really was mad. He, was he home? No, he was working. Oh, and then well, we, that's we, not we fault. and then we specifically waited to leave like. Oh Chile. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was really pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember we, we went to the pizza place that we normally go to, but it was just you and I at the bar. That's how I remember that. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't got with him in, in months. <laughs> it's too annoying. Uh, Can't do it. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. What's this $40 uh, metal record I've never heard of? Oh, I'll just buy it. Yeah. <laughs> what did he buy? <laughs> what what record was it? Oh, it was uh not Suicide Silence. Or it was like a was that Demon Grace, Hunter? remember? Yeah, Demon. No, not Demon Hunter. It was Devil Demon. Devil Driver. I think Devil, Driver. Devil Driver. Yeah, it was yeah, Devil Driver. Was. Yeah, paid like forty bucks for it. Never heard yeah. of the band before. Never heard of it. Forty bucks. Terrible yeah. looking cover. Yeah, just gone. And I kept trying to tell him, I was like, dude, this like, especially at Nichols, hide your records in my spot. You know, write down on your phone, do a little memo, write down <laughs> the the artist and the album, listen to one song, then base your buying opinion on that one song. At least at something. But you also know he would, every song he would listen to, he'd say, oh my God, this is amazing. I have to buy the yeah. record. I, I don't think it would make any difference to him at all. It is kind of interesting, though, because he's only been really listening to music for the past year, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, he's listened here and there, but he was never, he never like listened to music. It was always just like 80s and techno. He's never mm-hmm. actually listened to music the way other music lovers like listen to music like he never True. sat outside in the bat in the patio and just threw on like a spotify radio station and just and, and soaked in new music he didn't grow up listening to a, an eclectic amount of music he's only been listening to music for like a year <laughs> so maybe everything really is like mind-blowing uh, to him i don't know i mean honestly the only thing he hasn't liked in the last year has been uh elliot smith 
That's it. Everything else is amazing to him. Why are we talking? I don't want to talk about this. It just irritates me. Okay, so so what do you what do, what do, uh, vinyl pickups this week, or what did you listen to this week? What do you got? I um, dude, I've been lagging on the backlog, just going through it so slowly, and that's fine. Yeah, it's I go through these phases. Sometimes I'll 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 tear through the backlog real quick, and then mm-hmm. other times like this, I don't uh, I don't care. Um, but so the first one, another Zappa record. Okay. I I only have one more Zappa record after this, and while I don't think that any of them have been mind blowing, they've all been better than good. Okay. But none of them have been like, holy shit, this is Zappa. It's so amazing. But they've all been like at least better than good, if not like really good. But Mm -hmm. this one's called Roxy and Elsewhere. It's a double live album from 1974 recorded at the Roxy and other places. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's cool. It's cool. I like it. But Zappa is such a tool. He (laughs) Why? God, he just likes to hear himself just talk. And this is my, <laughs> this is the second live album that I have, third, second or third live album that I have, either by him or him with Mothers. And it just, like, at some point, it just becomes word vomit. And he comes off as such a pretentious douche. And if you just, like, read a lot of about him and, like, his lifestyle and the people that played with him and how they speak about him, that's completely true. And it's accurate. He just. Interesting. He's one of those guys that that man, I I hate to say this because it's not like this person, but like it reminds me of of someone like Justin or Dane who will use like bigger words. Mhm. But they do cuz they're smart, whereas I think Zappa does it just to be a douche. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just sometimes it just gets too it gets too much, but it's still a kick-ass live record. And the last song is like 17 minutes. And this is his long scat number. Mm-hmm. And he ends up inviting a bunch of the fans on stage to like dance the tango or something. <laughs> it's really weird. And mm-hmm. and the first group of audience members that came up fucked it up. And he's like, yes, yeah, that was terrible. Go back. Get away. <laughs> and he like sent them back into the crowd. <laughs> and then he got like a new group up. And the, the scat numbers, I think, by the keyboard is it's just... It's, he's just scatting the whole time, and so it's it's very very jazz fusion sounding. Mm. And I guess I guess it's jazz fusion like in its implementation, but it's not quite sounding there. Like there's still like a cool prog rock element to it. Yeah, it doesn't have that that jazz fusion tone, like with the drums and the synth, and it's close though. It's close, uh. and a lot of his a lot of the stuff that I've been listening, especially with like the mothers, like it's it's close. Hey, I don't know, man. Can't can't really get behind that. That's rough. I wish I had wrote some down. I wish I had written some of the lyrics down that he was speaking. It was just so annoying. I was like, just shut up. <laughs> God. Anyway, um, this one I bought today. Hmm, okay. And I was just super stoked about it because oh, yes. I got it for four dollars. And uh, I bought corn's corn, corn corn. Corn, corn. Cook corn, corn. So let me just start off with the negatives. Okay. Uh, there's no negatives. It's the greatest there's record ever made. There's for sure a negative. No. There's a, it's not like a big negative, but there's a negative. It's a, it's a 180 gram double LP, and mm. it's not a gatefold. And that irritates me. Really? Yeah. I can't Mine's stand a gatefold. that. What? Yeah. I, I have, wait, let me double check. Hold on one sec. Yeah. Mine's, mine's 100% not a gatefold, and that's annoying to me. 
my, oh, my, mine's the music on vinyl pressing. So was mine, supposedly. Oh, wait, no, you're right. Mine is not a game. Yeah, you son of a bitch. I thought it was. Holy shit, I really thought it was. I mean, it's it's not that big of a deal because luckily they accounted for their cheapness and then made a bigger like mm-hmm. jacket. So the, the jacket's visually bigger than most jackets. Yeah, so that's true. fine. But it's just like, dude, just make a fucking gay fold. Because <laughs> now I'm cramming everything in there. Because now you got two of the sleeves that I keep and then the inner jacket booklet, and then mm-hmm. my own personal plastic sleeves that I put the records in, plus the 180 gram thicker records. They're all going in there. And they fit They fit fine. Like It's Do not you, um, too tight, but it's a little tight. So the, the sleeves that came with it, weren't they the hybrid sleeves, the hybrid paper plastic ones? Yeah, they're the black paper on the outside, yeah. plastic on the inside. But you still put it in your own? Yeah. Why? Why'd you do uh, that? I just have it, I guess. I don't know. Oh. If I ever want to sell this in any capacity, then having those two innards in like mint condition could, could drive up the price a little bit. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. When when I get the when I get the the plastic paper ones, I always just keep those and use those. I probably should. I just I don't. I mean, I haven't researched too much about like those ones and how good they are, if they're good or if there's a difference. I don't know. So just out of like muscle memory, I uh, I use my own. All right, but, all right. But that's but where the complaints stop. Yeah, it sound, I think it sounds fantastic. And oh, I remember when you awesome. brought yours over, because mm-hmm. I really wanted to hear it. And that was shortly after we had done Corn, and I was like, oh, this is actually a pretty good album. One of the, actually, if they've done like two good albums, everything else has been mediocre to terrible. No, they have twelve good records. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, help me. It's true. So, no, Wait, what sounds... was the other one you liked? What was the other one you liked? I was it the remember. nothing? Is that the, the one with the guy record? falling on the cover? Yeah. The newest one, right? The yeah, white I, cover I like... with nothing. Yeah, I like that one. It's a good record. But um but yeah, it sounds great. I think it sounds fantastic. And I think it's very I think it's very dynamic sounding. You mm-hmm. you get you get every instrument coming through and I think it sounds like better than I've ever heard it sound on like Spotify or anything. Yeah, I'd have to agree. It's a great, it's a great pressing, really, really great pressing. And people, always, people, some people complain about music on vinyl because it's digitally sourced rather than analog. But dude, if it sounds fucking good, who gives a fuck? Like fuck that purist shit, honestly. Yeah, like, it I sounds mean, again, really good. Again, even 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 pulling from a digital source doesn't automatically mean that it's going to sound like shit. Exactly. So, get exactly. over it, peeps. And every yeah, every music it. on vinyl I have. Sounds really good. I've never had. I mean, I have maybe I think six or seven music on vinyls, and they all sound really good. So no complaints, on my end. Yeah, I've got no complaints here. It sounds great, and uh, unless I find another corn, dirt cheap, this is it for me. Fuck man, it's the end of the line, baby. What about like if you found Serenity of Suffering for like seven dollars? I mean, I, I say I wouldn't get it, but if it you was that totally cheap, I would get it out of like spite and then I'd like give it to somebody or donate or do something stupid you with it because I will never listen to that. <laughs> never. Oh, boy. You it can is get, what it is. First you can get first. Their, their, no, God. You can get their uh, their newest record, The Nothing. I think you can get it for like 17 or $18. Pick it up. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't that good, but. No, it, was, it was that good. Yeah, this one was $34 or $35. And I had a $31 store credit. Fucking guy. 
It's worth so. every penny, though. Worth every penny. It's kind of nice. This place. I mean, I fucking hate going to this place, and I don't recommend this place to anybody because it's just trash. And people that work there are trash. But they take like DVDs, mm. they take comics, toys, like everything, video games, music, CDs, DVDs, LPs, TNTs. <laughs> <laughs> they take it all. So I brought in like I, there was there was a very very brief period where I was collecting comics, and when I say brief, really? it was like a month. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I had just like a bunch of stuff. And then I I don't know where I got them, but they've been sitting in the room for fucking years. And so I took them in and he gave me like 20 bucks for them. <laughs> I'm like, toy. It's one and record right bought, there. Yeah, then Sloan bought like 100 DVDs for 20 bucks. And so I just pulled oh out all the, all the duplicates and took those in and got another like almost, I got like $11. Yeah, it was 20 plus 11, 31. So I got like $11 wow. for a bunch of DVDs I'm never going to watch. Why would he spend? Why would he buy all those DVDs? I don't get it. That's a good question. <sighs> Fucking idiot! This is uh, yeah, this is our boy. He's a special man. He's a special man. So yeah, I was I was excited about it. I got it for four dollars. That's a yeah. That's that's, that's a, a great deal, deal, baby. Yeah, very very good deal. Okay, and then um, this other one that I got. This is this one's kind of cool. I I I was actually. I listened to this one at Desi's at, at at Uncle Aldo's attic, and it was another one of those precursor to like the uh, Martin Denny sounding era of exotica music. This one's called Provocative Percussion, and yes. it's um fuck who the I didn't write the person's name down, but what it is is I don't even know how to explain it. So like the person that did this, he was a band leader that was like blowing up in the fifties. And he was known for taking a lot of time and putting a lot of effort into producing high quality records that took full advantage of audio equipment at the time, like the best of the best audio equipment at the time. He was making records that sounded great to those people. Enoch, Enoch Henry Light was the guy's name. Okay. And, and so what, what, this, what this album is, is kind of like state-of-the-art sounding shit for 1957 or whenever this came. I think it was 1957. Whenever mm-hmm. this came out. And it's cool because it's a gatefold. And prior mm-hmm. to this, gatefolds weren't popular, really. The only time you had a gatefold is if you had actually, like, two albums in there. And most of the time, it, things were just one album. So gatefolds weren't, like, popular. This guy helped popularize the gatefolds because what he was doing was because every song had such, like, a long like description about the song. He Mm. had to have a lot of details. And so to do that, he needed the gatefold to open up and like the details are really cool. And they even like there's even details in there on how you can troubleshoot audio imperfections when listening to this album while playing on your high end audiophile speakers in 1955 or 1957. That's pretty cool though. That's pretty so damn cool. For instance, I'm going to read you one here because it's story time. You ready? Yeah, go for it. For instance, um, this is this out. This song was called Mad About the Boys, the last song. Strong musical contrasts mark this arrangement, and, it's, and it is these contrasts, high versus low, deep versus light, rather than percussive sounds, which dominate the piece. Don't forget to pay special attention to the left channel for any signs of distortion. If you detect any, that means your pickup arm is binding and should be repositioned immediately. Hmm. 
And that was like the shortest one out of the 12, <laughs> out of the 12 songs that are on here. Everything, he's, he's throwing out like musical terms that I've never even heard of. And Interesting. It's, it's, I mean, it's not like a great album and nothing is like mind blowing about it, but given the gatefold, given the descriptions for the songs and everything about it in the time, it was a great $5 buy. I'm I'm really interested in the, interested in this. I I remember when you sent me the picture of the cover, I was kind of hooked because that those kind of covers hooked me. I think yeah. you sent me a picture, right? Probably it was probably in my, like the I don't know my my haul for the day I sent it. Yeah. So I'm I'm I, I'm gonna look out for this one. I, I haven't know, been to my local stores in a while, but I know Desi has a bunch of other stuff by this guy, and he has other stuff too, like persuasive persuade or persuasive percussion, provocative percussion. All these other different alliterations of percussions, and I think I've seen persuade. No, I have, I think I have a percussion one. I don't know. I have to double check my 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 records, but I think I have a something percussion as well. I don't know. Whatever though. I matter. mean, if you do, it's, and it's by this guy. There's definitely descriptions in there per song. I think and, I might. And it, it it's just it's, it's it's a cool timepiece to think that at one point. Because now you throw this record on and everything's just, you know, done for you. Your, your, your torn arm comes pre, I don't know, attuned to play records. Your speakers mm-hmm. don't do any work except just play music. But I would assume at some point in the 40s and 50s, you had to adjust everything by hand, right? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like you're getting in there and you're, you're adjusting every single thing. And yeah, speakers now, they like the little bookshelf speakers I have, the 100 bucks, they have a little bass and a little treble, but you know, I'm not really doing much. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not a whole lot of work there. It's not, there's, there's no like fine tuning, so it's kind of mm-hmm. cool that this guy was doing the doing like audiophile stuff before anybody. Yeah, and it's, it's also cool. kind of cool to think like he helped popularize the gatefold stuff. But is the music actually good? It's not bad. It's just it's it's big band guys, mm-hmm. but you can tell that. Because he also was a big band composer or a band leader, but you can tell these guys just got together as a super group. And I think like Dick Hyman too worked with this guy a lot in like the fifties and early sixties. That makes sense. He he worked with so many people. And so like you can tell these guys just got together and there's a bunch of songs in here that you'll recognize as, I don't know, like, like there's a, there's a Spanish song in here. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps have you heard that song. I'm sure You've heard it. It's it's a very popular song. But they, they got together and they made just a lot of noise. There's a lot of percussive elements. There's a lot of people there playing a lot of different elements. That mm-hmm. way they're able to fine-tune everybody's speaker. You know, like, it's not great music. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's not great yeah, music, no, but there's just, there's just a lot of highs. There's a lot of lows. There's a lot of points where when you're reading the, the description, I could I could think, like, oh, okay, if I had shitty speakers, I could see that this is the part where there would be distortion, mm-hmm. where it would sound like shit. It's pretty much just them experimenting within a studio. That's all it is. Yeah, just just like trying the, to get the, like a perfect sound before it was all automated. Yeah, it's like it's like the mu- the music itself takes a back seat. It seems. Yeah, it's more audiophile stuff. Yeah. Okay, that it's, makes sense. Yeah, it's it's really cool. All right. Very happy Very cool. with it. Yeah, so that's so it. Yeah, that's that's all. That's all I got for my. Yeah. This is the first week that I haven't had a, a Grateful club? Dead thing. Oh, oh my God! There we go. Yes, I don't know. I don't know. And you know, so so your your pick of the week before we get into it, 
I thought, okay, th- th- when the song started, I'm like, okay, this is this sounds like a, like a cool indie band. It should be it'll be like your first short song you brought to the pod and. Who knows no. how long? And then I look and it's like eight and a half minutes. I'm like, dude, how is this eight and a half <laughs> min- fucking minutes? <laughs> it was, I got irritated. <laughs> but it was cool. It was a good song. But what do you got? Okay. All what right. The, the, the band that I brought is, uh, the band's called Cloud Nothings. And mm-hmm. the album is called Attack on Memory. And the song that I brought is called Wasted Days. So Cloud Nothings, you've heard of them because friend of the pod, Skip, had told us when we did the Nirvana episode and I would like fell in love with Steve Albini. He this friend of the pod skip was like, Oh, you should check out cloud nothings. Cause Steve Albini That's, produced this album yeah. and they're a band that I, I'm, I do like this, this genre and he's like, you check this out. And then I did, I liked it and it had been on my, my record want list, a little P the doc that we have. It had been on there like for a, since almost the beginning of mm-hmm. our collecting. And I just found it, at this place called Stinkweeds in Phoenix two weeks ago I found a new copy and it was like 14 bucks it was super cheap and I was like I'll just buy it finally mm-hmm. so yeah that's this this one's brought by brought on by a friend of the pod and so nice. that's that's how I found out about Cloud Nothings but yeah this these these guys it's weird because because this song is not like the entirety of the album this this album is it differs in being like post hardcore and then just straight indie rock Mm-hmm. Like you said, the first part of the song is is very reminiscent of just straightforward indie rock, and then it gets a little bit cooler, a little bit edgier. Yeah, it kind of like drops down, gets a little quieter, but then kind of grooves a bit, and then it kind of builds back up into it. It's there's cool. there's there's a lot of stuff going on in this album, and yeah, like I said, it's it's produced by Steve Albini. So from what I was reading, he he would like during the recording of this in his studio in Chicago he was like playing Scrabble and like doing crosswords while they were recording and just put like very minimal effort into the recording process, which he, what he normally does. Mm -hmm. But when, when he did like this Reddit AMA thing, he said the reason why he did that was because he didn't, he, he wanted to listen to their music, but he didn't want to listen to it too intently to pick it apart. So he did like mundane tasks to occupy part of his brain but he could still listen to the music. So like playing Scrabble and doing all, all this other stupid huh. shit is a way for him to listen to the music, but not be like listening to it so much to where he's going to pick apart every little thing. I thought that was kind of cool. That is pretty cool. That's very, very unconventional. But it's a very, like, but if you saw your producer like playing Scrabble while you're recording, like it'd probably piss you off. And you'd, oh yeah. Cause, you're, you're, <laughs> cause you're dropping tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> for this guy to, to fucking expect. not pay attention. Yeah. But this is this is cool. It it, it kind of reminds me, and I had to listen to these bands in like a long time. But like Drive Like Jihu, Small Brown Bike, a lot of the old kind of post hardcore bands. I listened to both of them this week again, and it was it was a fun week, a, a good a good reminiscent week. And I think Cloud Nothings are cool. I will uh, if I see any any of their other albums, Chief, I will I'll pick them up. How many albums do they have? Do you remember? They, I, they have like six, five. Okay. Five or six. This is a good song. I mean, I, I didn't listen to the entire record, but it was, this is good. That's it. I dug it. Yeah. So, uh, do you want me to start "Wasted Days" from the fr- from the beginning, or do you want me to? Do you have a timestamp or anything like that? I don't have a timestamp. It's a weird song. I there was another song that I was gonna put, but I I like this one because it was so different from itself. Mm-hmm. I think starting at the beginning isn't okay. like fair because where you end up is nothing like the beginning. 
True. But then, like, true. you can't start in the middle because the middle needs the beginning to kind of like lend itself to the story that's trying to be told through the music. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, I don't know. Start wherever you want. Pick a place. I'll just start from the beginning. Do it. It's fine. Okay, so here's a Wasted Days from Cloud Nothings. There you go. A bit of the song Wasted Days from Cloud Nothings. That's the good cloud stuff, man. Cloud Nothings. The Clouds Hills. The cl- oh. <laughs> Greatest company in the world. Oh, uh, that's something to be said. Yeah, sure. Yeah, dude. Cloud <laughs> Nothings. They're they're cool. They're, they're good. They're good. Yeah. No, I dug it. I, I really did dig it. That was cool. I'm sure maybe one day we'll do them on the pod. Who knows? Who knows? That's possible. So, all right, so you got anything else on the vinyls or, or what? That's it. That's it? That's all. Okay, so. Yeah, short week. Yeah, I uh, I actually got through quite Hi. a bit of backlog. Hi. But I also bought a lot of records last week when I was in Temecula for a friend of the pod, Sarah, for her wedding. Because mm. uh, I had a lot of time to kill. So I hit up a couple record stores. Um, actually, one was in Temecula. The other one was in Palm Desert because I was in Palm Desert the day before the wedding. So um, first off here, Herbie Hancock. His record, Headhunters. Uh, this is his 12th record. came out in 1976. Uh, it's, so it says that it was the first jazz record to sell over a million copies. And then literally the next record I looked up that I bought said that they sold that that record was the first one to sell over a million copies in 1964. So Wikipedia, right? Mm-hmm. Greatest place in the world. But anyway, yeah, Herbie Hancock, Headhunters, got a great deal on this. Um, shout out to Finders Keepers Records in La Quinta, so right outside of Palm Desert, right next to Palm Desert, I should say. Great record store. Um, happened to be staying like three minutes from the place, so I stopped in. Guy offered me a beer, so we were drinking beers. Uh, a couple other, Yeah, a couple other people came in, and we were just hanging out drinking and just talking about music and records. And he's like, yeah. And so, so I looked through his entire – it's a pretty small shop, but he has a lot of cool stuff. 
and I finished looking through everything. And then the girls are the, the two girls that had come in that we were talking with. They're like, oh, yeah, no, he has a bunch of stuff in the back, too. And they're like, can we go look? He's like, no, nah, I don't know. And they're like, come on, just let us look. <laughs> Why so, would you say that if you can't, like, if you're not going to go look? Why, why well, would she no, bring no, it up? She, they, the girls already knew that he had this back area. Because they, they knew that, like, he, it's all records he hasn't even priced out yet. It's just shit he hasn't gone through yet. Do they work there? No, but they go there, like, at, like every week. Uh, so they know the guy. Like, they're, they're friends with the guy. Okay. And, they're like, yeah, and they're like, yeah, just let us go back there. I'm like, yeah, just let us go back there. And I was just going along with them. And he's like, okay, fine, fine. So I go through there and I just sifting through all the shit he hasn't gone through yet. And this is one of them. I came across Herbie Hancock, picked it up for twenty bucks, great condition. It sounds great. I mean, if you never heard this record, I mean, this is this is like a this is a, a jazz essential. Like you got to have this in your collection because it's that fucking good. But it does at points it does ride that line of jazz fusion, like annoying jazz fusion, which sucks at times. It, but it's still really good. It's probably the only record that I've ever heard that is jazz fusion, but it's good. I, that I still like. Well, outside of Mahavishnu, they're considered jazz fusion too. But huh. yeah, this is good. It, it was in he had, he had two copies of it, and I picked out the cleaner copy. And uh, and yeah, twenty bucks, man. I can't complain. And the guy who owns the place, his name is Sean. Super cool guy. He's only been open since May, and uh, and yeah, he has a he has a pretty solid selection of stuff and. We talked about all kinds of shit, and I found a couple. Mar- I found a Martin Denny record there, so we were talking about Martin Denny, and he's like, "Yeah, my my wife's gonna be super excited because she curates all of the Exotica section because she's really into it." And uh, and he's like, "Yeah, check out my friend's podcast. It's called Quiet a Quiet Village, and all they do is talk about you know tiki music, Exotica music, and lounge music." And he's like, "Yeah, and they he they even have like some of the guys that played on all those old records from back in the '60s." And uh, yeah, so check out that podcast too. So. Really cool guy, this guy Sean. Finders Keepers Records. If you're ever in La Quinta or the Palm Desert, Palm Desert area, swing by. Super chill guy. Super super chill guy. So he's like our age too. He grew up in um, he grew up in San Diego. Yeah, he grew up in San Diego. Really nice guy. But hmm. anyway, so I got that one from him. Uh, this next one I picked up from a record store in record store in Temecula, and now I cannot remember the name of it. Music Shack, or I texted you the name of it, but I don't remember what it was. I doubt you remember. <laughs> no, <laughs> but damn, I don't even remember what the fuck the name of this record store was. But they had so much shit. Like, like this selection at this record store was just amazing. I picked up a record for you. I picked up that Me First record, Ruin Johnny's Bar Mitzvah, and I yeah. picked up so much good shit. And used new like their selection was pretty damn amazing. Like I would definitely go back there if I'm in Temecula. And uh, so any other weddings I go to, because everybody gets married in Temecula. So any other weddings, I'm going to stop by there. But this one, uh, I picked up a, a clean copy, an actual brand new clean copy of the Getz Gilberto record, because it's a classic record and mine has a lot of surface noise and I paid like $2 for it. So I thought, I'll upgrade. I'll upgrade finally. I love the record and sure as shit, it sounds great. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I had nothing bad to say. Well, actually, I do. Well, Girl from Ipanema. Girl from Ipanema, man. That song, it's a good song, but it's on every fucking, you know, bossa nova samba record of all, like ever. Like that's, it has to be like one of the, f- the most covered songs of all time. It is. Doubt. Is it really? It's like, yeah, it's like a top three most covered songs <laughs> of all time. <laughs> fucking shit, dude. 
it's, yeah, like, it's funny because like we never would have known, like we never would have realized. I should say, had we not really dove into like the bossa nova scene when we started record yeah. collecting. But now, like you're right, it's fucking everywhere. It's like every every bossa nova artist I have in my collection has that song on one of their records. You know, it's just without fail, without fucking fail, it's on there. But it's 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 a good song. But and overall, it's a, an amazing record. I love it. So get into it if you haven't i mean if you haven't even got into jazz get into jazz man be cool like us because we know yeah, so cool guys <laughs> uh this next one here actually the next two bands i got one of these from finders keepers in la quinta and the other one from the record store in temecula uh band is 10 years after you turned me on to this band uh they're more particularly their their album stonehenge so i got that one that's their second record came out in 69 and then I picked up uh, Space and Time, their sixth album from 1971, which is wild, three-year difference, but, you know, four <laughs> records in between. So um, Stonehenge is definitely much better. It's more, it's way more blues rock, a bit more jammy, more psych rock. And then a Space and Time is more acoustic, slower. It's still really good, but I, I, when I heard Stonehenge, I was, like, blown away. Like, that record is so good. And I... I don't understand. Well, I don't understand how this band was not more popular. I don't get it. They were so good, or that record is so good. But it's, dude, it's not even yeah. just that record though. Because my favorite by them. I mean, I'm not a huge head of these guys. I don't really know too much about them. But the first record I got was was called Shush. Yeah, that's what it's called. And I think that record is fantastic. And then two records later, they had another record called Watt, and that's my favorite. And those are both very bluesy, very psychedelic sounding. And I agree. Like, I don't understand how the fuck this band, like, not even, like, they're not even not big, you know, they're they're essentially nobodies. Yeah. Like, not even a little bit of recognition. I think I paid, like, $6 for each of these records, and they were, like, in perfect condition. (laughs) I don't know. It's, It's crazy. It's totally crazy. Maybe they got overshadowed a lot because of like Zeppelin and stuff like that. Because from what I was reading, the the uh, their their a space and time record, they took a bunch of influence from Zeppelin and like their more acoustic based songs. So it seems like they were trying to, I don't want to say copy, but more take inspiration from Zeppelin. And maybe that's why they were never as big. I don't know. It's it is it is bizarre. But like their first album was nineteen sixty seven, right? Yeah. So, I mean, but there are, you know, some of, like, the heavy hitters coming out in, like, the late 60s, like Sgt. Pepper's, The Doors are coming out, Floyd's coming out. Like, there's a lot of bands that are coming out in in that era. So, Mm -hmm. it's not even so much, like, like they didn't get recognition. They just, you know, like, like you're you're batting ninth on the all-star team. Like, you're still (laughs) on an all-star team, but, like, nobody knows who you are. Yeah. It's kind of like I think that was their problem. Kind of like yeah. Grand Funk, like they never got the their their due justice, you know, like so amazing, but they just were never never hit it quite as big, which is dude. Wild. And then fucking Hendrix dropped. Are you experienced in nineteen sixty seven? Like <laughs> that's true. Come on. And, and think of Santana on top of it. You know, the first three four Santana records, unstoppable. Uh, and then or then the Stooges on top of that, like they were kind of psych rock a little bit, but like there were so many cool bands coming out at that time ccr blowing up too if we're talking about like like getting more in the punk realm the velvet underground they dropped their in the late 60s too yeah. i think maybe even 1967 with nico 
There you go. It's so just, you know, bad timing, I guess you could say. Hell of a year for music. <laughs> Seriously, the, the late 60s, unreal. Mm. Early 70s, mm. crazy stuff. So got those two. Uh, the next one here I got from the, the store in Temecula. I wish I could remember the name of it. Um, but it's uh, from Primus. I picked up their first record, Frizzle Fry. came out in 1990. Uh, and, I mean, everybody knows Primus. You should know Primus. If you don't know Primus, go listen to Primus. Listen to Frizzle Fry. Amazing record. Not their best, but amazing. Like, it's it's unbelievable how good this fucking band is. And the, I was reading more about this pressing. I got it for really cheap. And people are like, yeah, it's really quiet. It's not a bad pressing, but there's only so much you could do for, like, this quality. Because, like... It's not a good quality sounding record. The music is all there, but like production wise, it was very almost DIY. This is like a self-funded record and they produced it themselves. Like it was very, this is very, very DIY, but I think it sounds good. I think it sounds really good. So whatever, mm. whatever. How I, much I'm, was it? I think I paid 16 for it. Yeah, I paid oh. 16 for it. It's not bad not, at all. Not bad at all. Yeah. Considering what the record is, so many bangers. So. Got that one. Um, this next one I picked up from Finders Keepers, La Quinta. Check them out, man. Uh, picked up Muse, their third record, Absolution. Came out in 2003. And uh, this is my favorite record of theirs. I think Muse is really good. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> I, will, I will say it right now. I, I prefer them over uh, Radiohead through and through. I'd rather listen to a Muse record than a Radiohead record. Because yeah. they are always compared to Radiohead. Makes sense. It's just like, why does it make sense? Why does it make sense? Because Muse is a cut rate Radiohead, and you like they're not half ass music. So. Oh my god, fucking what's his name? Oh my god, what's his fucking name? Tom York. Tom York is so far up his own ass that it just kills his music. Like, there's some good Radiohead records for sure, but dude, he's so far up his own ass. It's annoying. Yeah. It's obnoxious. Makes for good music. <sighs> it's like saying Oasis is good, you know. They're no, so come on, come too. on. <laughs> Oasis. Though. You know it's true. No, it's 100% Oasis, not Oasis, true. Oasis is treated the same way Radiohead is treated. That's that's how it is. I mean, it's the way no, she goes. No, 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 no. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> Oasis is treated like like gods for whatever reason because, so of, the, because of the members. No, because of the Gallagher brothers. Radiohead is treated like gods because of their music. For whatever reason, people love Liam and fucking whoever his brother is that he no. hates back and forth. People like them. People always talk about them. Nobody talks mm-hmm. about the guys from Radiohead. Well, they talk about Tom York a lot. No, nobody really talks about Tom York. People talk about Radiohead as an entity, as a band, as, as a musical output. <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, we're, we're going to do, do a Muse record because we almost did a Muse record this week. We almost did Absolution this week. Mm-hmm. But uh, but but we changed it up to the Bloodhound Gang last minute. Um, but yeah, go go check out Absolution if you haven't. There's like it's banger after banger on this. I kind of forget like how many really great songs are on this record. It's solid, super 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 good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the uh, okay so the next four records I got for pretty damn cheap on Amazon and. I'm stoked. So I got four Wednesday of 13 records. Um, <laughs> I got, I got his deal? album. No, it isn't a package deal, but I just was like, dude, I, he's one of my favorite artists. They're all really cheap on, on Amazon. They're all, but one of them are colored. Like I just got to go for it. Cause I'm, cause I'm like, I'm going to eventually do it. I might as well just get them now while they're really cheap. 
So I did. Picked up his record Skeletons, uh, the album The Dixie Dead. I picked up his album Condolences, and then his record Monsters of the Universe. And uh, they all the only the only issue I had was with the album Skeletons because the cover is clear, very clearly like a uh, like almost like a fo- not a photocopied picture of the CD, but it it kind of looks like blown out or blown up. So the quality is kind of bad, but it's a blue record. It matches the cover perfectly. It's, it's so good. And then come to find out two of the records actually play at 45. Mm. So that was pretty cool. And they, and it, it, it was cool going from like a regular record to the 45 because you could, you could definitely hear the difference. You could just hear the, just how much louder it was, how much clearer and just the overall dynamic of the 45 ones were just, just better. I don't know. It was really weird. Like it was, this was the, probably the first time I, I kind of realized that sometimes a 45 could play, can sound a lot better than, you know, something that played, that's played at a 33. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, you, you assume they, they can just fit more data. They can fit more grooves in the, in the grooves, right? There's just more, yeah. there's more to work with there. So it has True. to sound better. I guess. I don't know. It's the way it is. And yeah, I mean, I, I love all four of these records. Wednesday has done very little that I don't like. So I'm stoked. Totally stoked on it. Now, this last thing here I got from the record store in Temecula. This is my pick of the week. Is it called uh, Spindles? Spindles. Yes. That that's what, or Music Spindle. or it, Maybe it's just Spindles. Spindle Shack. I just, go- I just Googled record store Temecula, and that was one of the three that came up. Yeah, it was Spindles. That's what it is. There you go. Spindles. Great fucking record. I, I, I have a bunch more records I bought, but I haven't listened to them yet. But in due time, in due time. Uh, but the last one here is from Valiant Thor. It's their fifth record, Stranger. came out in 2010. Uh, my, my Valiant Thor collection is complete. I don't care to get their first, third, or last record because I think they're all just okay. So now I'm, I'm good. Totally good with Valiant Thor. I'm out on the lookout for you because I know you want you want Valiant Thor, so looking out for you. And this but one, like, um, if you if you saw those records you just mentioned for cheap, you you'd still pick them up. Uh, but then who would I give them to besides you? You tell no, like, but no, like, like the ones you don't want. Their first record, you find it for five dollars. You tell me you wouldn't pick it up. Oh no, I'd pick it up. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not gonna pay like fifteen bucks for it. Yeah, so. but this is this is what we do. We say we don't, you know, my collection's complete. <laughs> but if we see one for cheap, I'm gonna still, of course, I'm gonna still pick it up. Uh, true, true. Except for Sabbath, <laughs> I don't. I will never pick up any Black Sabbath record that Ozzy's not on. Not I even like you don't. saw it at a garage sale or something. No. Give like three dollars. No, unless I was gonna flip it and sell it, uh, but I'm not gonna keep it. I don't care for the Dio years. I don't care for any of the other iterations of that band. Ozzy or bust. I mean. I, that's when Sabbath was the best. So whatever. But yeah, Valiant Thor, these guys are from Venus and um, you know, the, their, their story, their lore is really cool. It's really stupid and silly, but I love it. And they put out really fun, great rock and roll music. And this record stranger, they were kind of like, they were, they had kind of just kind of risen and then they were slowly on their kind of like decline, but they were still putting out really good music. They just weren't as popular anymore. And it's unfortunate because they put on a damn fine show and they put out some really good records. So here's uh here's the song double cross. This is actually a single off this record and the song is so good. So here we go uh, from Valiant Thor. Mm-hmm. 
There you go. Double crossed from Valiant Thor. The only band to come from the planet Venus. So good. What do you think of this song? This is, um, it's, it's weird because when a band plays just like rock and roll, it's never exciting. It's never good. It's always, it's always just like whatever's, or there's always like a hint of some other genre that they'll eventually become. Yeah. But like Valiant Thor is just, they're good rock music. They don't try and do anything crazy, but they are crazy and, and they shred (laughs) and they play fast and they play aggressive, but they know when to kind of slow down, but not like a real slow down. More like, let me catch my breath before we go insane again type of slowdown. <laughs> and it's just a it's just a band that I've never heard like a bad song. I don't listen I haven't listened to all of the albums, but it's it's a band that I've just never heard anything where I thought like this was bad. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean even the even the albums that I don't really care for, they're not bad records. They're just not they're just not nearly as good as, as everything else. So like they yeah, just it's not bad. Not bad stuff. It's just, great it's, record. It's just, this is great record. It's just weird to get like a rock and roll playing band that can play rock and roll and not be boring. True, 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 true. I mean, stuff. We talked about you know bullets and octane last week, and when they when they were good, they were fucking amazing. But you know they quickly dropped off of that, and they well, kind of made boring. They're only good roll. once. <laughs> that 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 was their problem. Ah. Uh, Boy, oh boy! But Valiant Thor, man, they're they're such a killer band. I I recommend them to anybody who listens to to rock music because they're just they're so much fun. There's so much energy, and I love that. I love that song, Double Crossed. It's never never gotten old. So there you go. That's my that's my pick. That's all I got for the vinyls this week. Um, hmm. Do you got anything else to say, or what? Mm, I do not. That is it. That's, yeah, it. that's all. I do not. Okay. Do you want to play any of these any of these new songs? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't either. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. So let's uh, let's just jump right into the uh, some new albums, some new releases this week, music-wise. Uh, the first thing here, friend of the pod, Christina, she uh, she put out a, a new EP called the, or she put out an EP called The Mountains Inside. Uh, she goes by the name of Uni uni we've talked about her on the pod before her song living in the distance which was really cool but yeah this is the full ep i, I listened to it today and it's solid stuff man it i really i really dug it i really enjoyed it i'm not just saying that because she's a friend of ours but it's pretty cool man it's kind of it's very soft like soothing it was it was nice i really enjoyed it did you listen to it i did i did and it's yeah. hard to like give a give a, a you know a, a review of a friend but I don't like this type of music really. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I, I don't actively listen to this, but what separates like the way she sings from why I don't listen to this is cause she's never, she's never full on like whispering. That's she's true. Never, yeah, like yeah. full on fucking whispering and hiding the fact that she can sing. She can sing and she mm-hmm. does sing. And so there's a lot of that, that down tempo, like I think it's called like synth wave or some shit or no, like it's a um, new, Oh uh, no, I know what you're talking about. Chill wave, the, chill wave. Chill wave. Yeah, yeah. Like that that type of stuff, but she doesn't whisper, she sings. And mm-hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. And yeah, uh, it's 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 really cool. And like the reason I don't listen to this type of music is because of the whispering and she doesn't whisper. So I'm all <laughs> for know. it, baby. 
and she also uses like for with her vocals she uses like the to me i i feel like she what she uses like with the delay and the reverb it, it's 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 a little much but it works really well for her style and it works really well for her voice because normally like if you put if you put a lot of delay or reverb not delay then i think you delay yeah or like yeah delay yeah, yeah yeah like if you put too much of it it could just sound really weird and and just weird but it really just works in her in in her case in her song. So some good stuff. It's like a twenty minute. It's like twenty minutes. It's not it's not a long EP or anything like that. It's so. it's not very long. I um I just saw that she has like a band camp up today. It would, she didn't put it up today. I just saw it today. So mm-hmm. I don't I I doubt that she has this album on the vinyls. But if she does, <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm fucking it buying it. Um, oh, yeah. Otherwise, I'll a, pick up like a shirt or something because you know. Yeah, like if she press like a, like a 10 inch vinyl oh i'd pick it up in rb oh yeah for sure i'd pick it up so yeah go check it out um so it's kind of hard to find her on spotify like you kind of have to look through the art because there's like a bunch of artists with that same name but if you type in uni and then the mountains inside ep or just type in the mountains inside maybe you'll find it faster but yeah just just go check it out i am pretty sure she's on apple music as well um probably on soundcloud and definitely on bandcamp so Check it out. Support local music. She's a cool. She's a really cool person. Um, get into it. Get into it, everyone. Yeah. So um, next thing here, between the Barry to me, very different band from Christina. So um, <laughs> they put out a new record called Colors Two, the sequel to their classic record Colors, obviously. And uh, you and I blew it, and we didn't get on the vinyl fast enough, so we missed the first pressing. But we, we did end like up nine minutes later. <laughs> I know it went so fucking fast and it makes me so mad. But, uh, but we did buy the second pressing, but that's not going to be shipped out for like another six months. So that sucks. But, um, we do have our Amazon orders that will probably not be fulfilled of the first pressing. So fingers crossed it happens. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, are you going to hold out till the, till the vinyl or did you listen to it? No, I, I listened to it today. Oh, you're such a little cuck. I'm not going to wait oh six God, months. Dude, why? Come on. Because I want to listen to it today. Jeez, Come on. Please. So I listened to it. it. There's some really cool parts on this record. Like half, You get like halfway through the record, and they do so many cool, like just, I mean, what they're known for, stylistic changes, and they do some pretty cool stuff. I mean, just like it's, on, a, on a one-off listen, without a, you haven't dug deep in it yet, how is it compared to Colors? The the first one, the first Colors. Uh, I can't, I I can't I can't make that comparison because they they both do the the big stylistic changes, but they it's not the same. Like because you know how like on on the first one there's like the polka part, like there's just like that kind of stuff. But on here there's kind of like maybe like jazzy stuff that they go into and kind of um, what is it called? Yeah, I'm 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 yeah no on the first one. Ants, ants, uh, ants of the sky, or ants in the sky is the one where they switch it up to like the clown and like the polka, and they're they're like in a bar, and you can hear them tinking glasses and shit, and then it goes right back yeah. into the hardcore stuff. But I uh, do like it's, but like that's that's almost like the outlier of of colors, and I'm not like a huge hardcore music guy, but I love I like BTBM a lot, and I love colors, so I'm I'm yeah. curious. Like, cause this is, like this is, I, I just I feel like you can't top colors. You just can't, unless you did something colors different. Is, it's a perfect record for them. Absolutely, you can't fuck with them. They they put out really good, solid, fun, hardcore music, and they just they they delve into so many different genres. It's really rad. 
Super yeah. cool stuff. Yeah. So listen to Colors 2, everybody out there, and Jeff, go listen to it tomorrow uh, when you have some time. Don't wait I for the vinyl for that silly, that silly boy to. stuff right there. But yeah, so th- that's all we got for the album. Some new songs that came out this week. I'm not, we're not going to play any of them. There's three of them. Uh, but might as well touch upon them. Third Eye Blind put out a, another song called Again. I don't remember anything about this song. It was very forgettable. Because it doesn't... It, um, unless somebody told you it was Third Eye Blind, there's no like like authentic Stephen Jenkins stamp voice True, thing yeah. going on there. It's just fucking dumb. Yeah, it kind of yeah. I don't even know what it reminded me of. It's just kind of it's a boring song. When their last song, when the last song was actually really good, but well, I mean, it was it was yeah. good because we 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 got to hear Stephen Jenkins like croon, and that's what we that's what we love. <laughs> and it made and it made us want to go back and listen to that first record. Yeah, I think we both so, did too after listening to I it. Did, I, oh yeah, I totally did. <laughs> Damn, that record's so good. So yeah, go check it out. I guess if you want. Um, this next one here is from a band called Edema. And, uh, you know, I, I really liked this band in high school because the singer was Step Brothers, Step Brothers with Jonathan Davis. He even kind of sounded like Jonathan Davis back in the day. But uh, they have a new singer now. And uh, I don't know. Just kind of boring, right? <laughs> it, well, I mean, the, it, so it started off like solid. Just the, yeah. the instrumental, the heaviness, the guitar part. It started off so good. And it's the singing that just completely destroyed the song. It's yeah, so it's lame. not. It's not. But I don't think it was like it's bad. So it was forgettable, though. Right. I just, I just thought, like, damn, you guys, you guys came out with something so heavy and so strong, and you might as well have fucking, you know, one of the guys from Newfound Glory be singing because it just there was no, <laughs> there was like no effort to it. It was just like, oh, it just it fell so fast. Eh, I can understand that. I can understand that. Boring. So, yeah, go check out, if you never heard of Edema, their first record was pretty cool, but it's very much of that that time, that new metal time. But if you're into it, go check it out. Uh, last thing here, uh, I, I actually saw this and listened to it a couple of days ago, but I didn't put it in the notes because I thought, it's just bad, dude. It's bad. It's, uh, they're back, it's, baby. It's Rob Thomas and Santana, <laughs> Carlos Santana. Uh, they put out a new song called Move, and... It's it's so disjointed. Like this is uh it's it's billed as a Santana song, but it sounds like Rob Thomas and then Santana. They were like, Hey Carlos, go go into the studio and just just play the guitar. Don't even listen to the song, just play the guitar and we'll we'll kinda cut it up and put things there. P- play in this certain key and we'll be fine. We'll 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 put it all together. Cause it just his guitar playing sounded good and his t- guitar tone of course was amazing. But it, it just it didn't make any sense. It made no sense. It was you stupid. Give, okay, well, like on the surface, on first listen, it's not a bad song. His Rob Thomas no, no, voice sounds song. fine. Everything about it is 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 great. It's it's fine. But like you said, if you if you get if you listen to it again, it is like this two completely different songs that have just been spliced together in post. It's like these guys, but we know they've met. We know they've collaborated before. <laughs> but if it wasn't for them you would think these guys never met ever in their life. And they just did two completely separate songs and somebody spliced it together in post. And that's what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. I will say Rob Thomas's voice sounds better here than I've ever heard him. I know. He doesn't, he doesn't like he, he changed the way, the way he sings. Yeah. He sounds younger than he did in 1999. 
Like I don't, I've never, I've never heard that where like if, if you, if I heard the song, not knowing who it was, I would never in a million years have thought it was Rob Thomas. Does not sound like him at all, but for the better, for the better, honestly. Because the song really isn't that bad. Because he's not doing none of that stupid shit in the morning. He's not doing the Eddie Vedder shit and all that. But yeah, I guess if you want to, you want to go check out Santana and Rob Thomas again, back together after twenty-one years. You know, I would, I would, I would rate this. I would rate this song a one. Like you should definitely listen to it once. Everyone should listen to this once. Yes. I would agree with you. I would agree with you on that. But. (laughs) Otherwise, it's a, it's a very forgettable song. But uh, so that, that's all I got for new music. Do you got anything else, or that's what do you I think? Got. That's it. That's all you got. Okay, so go to uh, so while you're still listening, go to Apple Podcasts, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinai Radio. Um, what else we got? I don't know. Go listen to the main episode because we're getting into the Bloodhound Gang, uh, their record Hefty Fine, and we're also going to rank all five of their records. So get into that. And uh, yeah, that's 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 all I got. So that's it. That's all. Rob Thomas. <laughs>